the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Fighting the good fight. That is what we're exploring next here on Times of Refreshing. From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, this is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Today, Napoleon takes us back to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 and 12, a message he's called the good fight. And it is a fight. Our life in Christ, our salvation, our Christianity is a battle. It's a war against our flesh, against Satan, against the world. And we are called to fight the good fight, not lay down arms and give up. With more on this, here's Pastor Napoleon and today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. We think that stress means that I care. You must not care. Why? Because you're not flipping out, falling out. You're not, you're not, you're not worrying and stressed about it. You, you must not care. No, I care. But I, I cast my cares upon the Lord, and he's helping me to bear this. And I got people, can I have an amen, that are helping me to bear this also. And so I'm not flipping out like you. If you want to flip out, flip out. But I'm about to chill and eat these Doritos and have a good time watching. Don't eat Doritos. Don't eat Doritos. <laughs> Look at my wife. She over there shaking her head like. Don't eat Doritos. I like Doritos. I just don't eat a lot. You know? But anyway, so, so what happens is, is this. <laughs> what happens is, is this, y'all. We have to get to a place where we understand that stressing and worrying doesn't mean that you care. It could be a sign that you're afraid and you're in doubt. And you don't trust God. Okay? So faith is also tied to rest. So faith, I trust God. I have a strong conviction concerning who God is and his words. I have been fully persuaded. My mind is involved in this. I, am, I know what I'm, why I believe. And then now I'm in a position where my faith is giving me a place of rest. That there's an internal peace that I have knowing that God, he's going to see me through every situation or he's just going to walk with me. I need God just to walk with me through life and have faith that he's going to, not just when I have trouble, I need faith. I walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. My whole life should be filled with faith. And now it's a position of rest. Now, faith can be very contagious. Faith rubs off on people. When people see you filled with faith, it causes them to want that faith and inspires faith within them. The same way that fear rubs off on people. 
Unbelief can rub up on people. We want to be a people that constantly when people get around us, that they sense that rest, that quiet confidence of faith that we have. And this is important because that's how you, when you're rest, you're winning. That's how we win the fight, the good fight. This is the good fight. And when we get to a place where we learn how to just rest, we're going to be okay. Let's just see what God does through this. Can I have an amen, y'all? Now, let's take it a step further. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 18 to 20. This is very important. Because the Apostle Paul, he adds more to this, and it's good. It says here in verse, in verse 18, it says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good what? Warfare. Having faith and what? A good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. Of whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, of whom I deliver to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Okay, so he says this in verse 18, and he brings, us this whole, brings up this whole concept of fighting, warfare, with your faith. And he says here in verse 18, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. One of the things that we have to understand when God releases prophetic words over your life, there are blessing when God prophesies or the things that God has prophetically spoken concerning the church concerning uh, Christianity, Christians, concerning Christian life, the prophecies that we have received personally and that have come biblically for the church, we have to learn how to fight the good fight with them, okay? Now, prophecies are not just, you know, God foretelling what's going to happen in your future. Prophecies are also a warfare tool, They are a weapon designed to push back the enemy and to inspire our faith. When God prophesies something concerning your life, concerning your ministry, concerning your marriage, concerning your church, these are tools, these are weapons that God has given for us to rest in. I know what God has said. I'm not confused concerning God with what God has said. I'm not doubting what God has said. This is what he said. I want to make sure that I align myself with in obedience so that I can see the benefit of his prophetic words coming to pass in my life. But at the end of the day, I want to use them as a weapon of war to stabilize me and to push back the enemy. So the things that God has said concerning you personally, if you have received a prophetic word in your life, this should inspire faith. There's something that you rest in. It helps to, and you have to use it as a weapon against the devil. You have to use it to tell the devil, I know what you, what you want to do in my life, but this is what God said he's going to do in my life. You have to use the scripture as a weapon in your, 
against the enemy. I know what you said, devil, but this is what God said right here in this scripture. This is what he said concerning the church, that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And, that, and we have to rest in that. We have to release our faith in that and learn how to fight back and fight the good fight with the biblical references concerning the church and the personal prophecies that God has released on over your life. He says, he says to fight the good warfare with it. Stop being a baby. Stop whining so much. The Lord's not trying to, he's not raising up a bunch of babies. Can I have an amen? You go through adolescence from a spiritual standpoint and then you get onto a maturity and you start growing. If you first got saved and you're going through, we get it. Some people been around this business, been around this for 30 years and we're still acting like babies. That's not the kingdom. God wants us to grow. Can I have an amen? And then when you grow, God teaches us how to fight back. And we use the tools that God has given us. Well, he says this whole thing of warfare, it's real. It's real. You may not have been, you may say, well, I don't, I, you know, he, you know, he's, well, understand that this, the devil hates you. He hates your family. He hates your children. There's nothing, there's nothing that he loves about you. The devil wants us to use, he wants to use us as, as chess pieces to tear each other up. That's what he wants to do. And it's a fight. It's a war. It's warfare. And so Jesus, when he walked through the streets of Jerusalem, he cast out devils. He healed the sick. He ministered to people. And he showed people this great war that had been going on since the beginning of, of history. From the fall of Adam and Eve. He, he, this is the battle that's going on. It even preceded that. When Satan was kicked out of heaven. This is the fight. Well, we're, we're involved in it. It's not going to go away. So teach me how to fight. Teach me how to resist the devil that he might flee from me. Teach me how to stay in a good position of, of faith so that I win this war. And I'm confident that I'm going to win every time. Can I have an amen, y'all? And so what happens is he, he comes back to this because it's important for us to understand that with the prophetic words, if God has given you a glimpse into your future, or has given us through the scripture a glimpse into the future of the church. Well, I have to contend for that. And stay in a good position of faith. And say, I don't care what the devil says about that or anything else. This is what God has said. And I'm resting in that. I'm convinced about that. I trust in that. I'm fully persuaded this is what he's going to do. So I could, what my circumstance tell me does not speak louder to, than what God has said concerning me. Can I have an amen, y'all? And we got to get that in our place and rest in that place. We rest in that place. And then God starts to take us and reward our faith. He starts to show us the benefit of our faith and begins to disclose more of himself to us. He says in verse 19, having faith, but then he says this, and a good conscience which some have rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. Then, one of the things I love about the Apostle Paul is that he wasn't, he wasn't, he was not afraid to name names. 
You know, the church has become so, you know, well, you know, you don't want to say nothing about it. No, this person did that. And they're tripping. So we'll just pray for them and believe God. Amen. I mean, he said, of whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander. He says, whom I delivered to Satan that they may learn not to blaspheme. When he's saying delivered to Satan, he's saying, I took my covering away and said, hey, these individuals can have, the devil can have free reign upon them. And whatever happens, happens. My hands are clean. And it's important that we understand that Apostle Paul was justified in them, in this, because of their actions. Because of their actions. And so in this church, you know, like I, you guys know, when stuff happens, I get up here and I talk about it. I say, this is what's going on. This happened, this happened. Oh, let's pray, move on. But we're not going to be sweeping stuff under the rug up in this church. Now, we're going to give people time and space to repent and all that other stuff. But if it, if it, hey, you guys know I have an obligation before God because I don't want any confusion. Amen? He says here, he says, our faith has to also be tied to a good conscience, though. This is important. You can have faith and you can say that you have faith. But your conscience is been given to you by God to excuse or to accuse you. You have an internal witness if your conscience is good. Some people's conscience, they've so rebelled against God that their conscience can be seared. It can be weak. But you want to keep and continue to nurture that internal witness that God gives you concerning right and wrong and God will internally he will accuse you or he will excuse you your conscience bears witness to things it's amazing how you go to do something wrong and then something in here goes ah, that's, it's your conscience or you end up doing it and then you walk away and your conscience is is bugging you about it does anybody know what I'm talking about? The Holy Spirit hasn't even got to you yet. You want the, your conscience to get to you before the Holy Spirit does. <laughs> I want the Holy Spirit to get to me. I mean, the con my conscience to get to me first. And then I say, okay, Holy Spirit, I got that. My conscience, you, you stay. We good. We good. We good. We good, Holy Spirit. We good. So it, what you want to do is we want to, through prayer, through repentance, through working out our soul salvation with fear and trembling, we learn how to get a good conscience. So now the slightest thing kind of, eh, nah, that's not right. The Holy Spirit hasn't even got a chance to convict you yet because you have a good conscience. Okay? And so God wants our conscience to be healthy. And when your faith is linked to your conscience, now I know I have faith in God and I'm in a good place. I'm in a healthy place. My conscience is bearing witness and I have a good conscience and my conscience concerning this or this decision is clear and I'm good. Well, we have to learn how to be sensitive to that internal witness that we get. And then the Holy Spirit comes in and he basically brings confirmation. Say, you're good. Let's go. Let's do this. Or hold off. Good job. You didn't do that. 
Well, this is how we start to live our lives. And when, that, when our conscience, our good conscience is tied to our faith, now we're really in a healthy place because, watch this, y'all. The devil's job is to constantly try to give you a false witness. Ooh, come on. Is this too heavy this morning? He wants to give you a false witness. Now, listen to me, y'all. His job is to come alongside if you don't have a, a good conscience and a, a healthy conscience. What he will do is everything that you do, he will try to accuse you. Well, you shouldn't have did that. You shouldn't have did this. You did, shouldn't have did that. You, you're driving down the freeway. And as you're driving down the freeway, you get into the, you, you pass somebody, right? And you, you look at them and you keep on going. The devil is, why'd you look at them like that? That wasn't right. And the devil's job is to constantly get your conscience, if your conscience is not healthy, to get you to a place where you just feel guilty about everything. Everything. You can't do nothing right. So you can never please God. You, you can't do nothing right. And then you get to a place where now, instead of you having faith because of your love for God, now you're just having faith or saying you have faith because you just want to try to earn his acceptance. But Jesus bought his acceptance for you. But now I learn how to live that out on a day-to-day basis as I walk with God. But this is what the enemy wants to do. He wants our conscience. He wants us. He doesn't want our faith to be tied to a good conscience. He doesn't mind you having, you know, saying you have faith. But do you have a good conscience? Are you always trying to just gain God's approval by doing this and doing that and doing this and doing this and doing this? And then there's, there's no peace in that. You can't enjoy your relationship with God if everything you're thinking about your whole life is just, you know, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I doing this? No, I want to do right as an overflow of my relationship with God. It just flows out of me as God changes my nature. And my conscience is in a good place. If I am doing something wrong, my conscience will bear me witness. I got to get that right. I got to repent of that, make sure I change that, and then keep on rolling with God. But God doesn't throw you in the, throw you in the pit the first thing you do. Can I preach this right now, y'all? And we have to get to a place where we understand our faith is tied to also a good conscience. My conscience is healthy. God knows how to get my, my conscience is working with me to help me to maintain my relationship with God. And I'm sensitive to that. And I'm in a healthy place as I walk by faith. The enemy wants to, you to feel guilty all the time. Now watch this though. But the devil's not trick. He's not, he's not a fool. If he can't get you with guilt, he'll get you with license. License means you have the green light to do whatever you want to do. Now, you can do all manner of stuff, and, then, and, and the Satan will tell you, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. 
And if your conscience not good, if your conscience is not good, then the devil will convince you that you can just do anything and God doesn't care. It's called license. I just give, hey, don't, don't feel bad about that. Don't feel bad about that. The devil, God, God doesn't care if you do that. If, go ahead and eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's nothing wrong with that. God don't, he just, no, he don't want you to be like him. So don't, go ahead and do it. Can I preach on this this morning? So you have these two extremes, but the truth and reality is in the middle, y'all. And that's the healthy place. When your conscience is good, where your conscience will excuse you and it will also accuse you. And now, and the Holy Spirit works in conjunction with your conscience to keep you in a healthy place. So now that you're balanced, now you're balanced. Somebody say balanced. Now you're balanced, you know. And we've seen this in church. Now watch this, y'all. We see this in church. You go to some churches that are real, uh, they call them legalistic churches. You can't do nothing. You know, it's no fun zone in the church. You can't, you come up to preach and the preacher, you know, you can't, you can't even smile at the people. It's, it's you know, it's so, it's so, you know, this pseudo sanctity it's not real but it's pseudo sanctity where everybody nobody can do nothing you know everything is it's like can you lift up your hands and praise god no we don't do that here too much too exciting i you're in the flesh why because you're jumping and shouting and praising god well I mean, everybody else is. The Spirit of God is high, is high in here, and the Spirit of God is moving. I can't. And what happens is people get to a place where legalism, saints, will, is, is an extreme. But then we have churches now that are also licensed. Just come to church. Jesus is, he's, he's our love bug. And you can do whatever you want. And, and, and just, come on, guys. You just, let's just believe God. And we're just happy, you know. And, you know, if you want to do this and do that, it doesn't matter. Jesus, he just loves you anyway, you know. And then we just get to this whole extreme where, this, where there's no issue. So the devil, he, he loves these extremes. He hates when we arrive at a place of truth. Where there's a balance, where I understand God doesn't want me to be legalistic, but I know God also doesn't want me to be lawless. And my conscience is there to help to bear witness as I unite my faith with my conscience to things that, that are right in the sight of God. Well, saints, this is how you win. You don't win by going on an extreme. You win by staying in this place of faith, but then you tie your faith also to a, a good conscience. And in the day and age in which we live here, and I'm, I'm closing right now, and this is the first time I said it, and I mean it. <laughs> we get to a place in our lives where your Christian walk becomes a joy because you found your spiritual balance. Can I have an amen, y'all? You found your spiritual balance. And, and my faith has been, has, has been coupled or has been expressed through me having trust, conviction, 
persuasion, rest, and my conscience is good. Now I'm living my life, and man, I, I messed up on this. God's going to lift me up. I'm going to make it right, get it right. Man, I'm experiencing great time in the Lord, but I'm still staying in the position of faith. God has blessed me financially, but I'm not trusting in my riches. I'm still trusting in the will of God and in the hand of God, even though God has blessed me and pos- prospered me. And just, man, just, man, I'm just, everything's going good, but I still got my eyes on Jesus. I'm not going to lose sight of that. Oh, I'm at the bottom of the barrel, and I just know that it's going to take some time for God to pull me out, but I'm going to stay in this healthy place. And I got good persuasion. I'm, I got my trust. My faith is intact. I got a good conscience about this. And then you start to enjoy your life and your walk with God. This is what we want, saints. We don't want the extremes. We want that healthy foot place. And in that healthy place, you're going to fight the good fight. And just like we started shouting about, and you're going to win. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925 925- Two nine two seventy eight hundred. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, twenty three thirty three Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California. The zip code nine four five five one. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.